0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings <laughs> that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai-Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. A quick pass to Crowder, trying to get him out of the space. Slopes oh, 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 oh. a tackle,
1: and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time end zone. It's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately and he got some handoff. You know and it's the QA. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
3: From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is play like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet. And we're going to start doing some early draft coverage because obviously the Jets have a lot of draft capital. So this is going to be a very important offseason We should know exactly where these players are at in terms of stock and who we should be keeping an eye on. So to help us do that, you hear him every week doing his stock reports, but now we're going to do a full show based around the stock report. Mr. Charlie Campbell, Senior Draft Analyst over at WalterFootball.com. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on, buddy.
2: Thanks for having me, Scott. Great to be with you.
3: So let's start with the quarterback situation. The two big guys, of course, are Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, but then you've got Wilson over at BYU. Talk to me a little bit about what you saw from these guys and where their stock has gone over the past week, plus what you're hearing talking to different decision makers in the NFL.
2: Well, you know, I think uh, both both of the top guys have just... I mean, we only have one game from Justin Fields, but he played well uh, in that opener against Nebraska. Uh, He showed he's making progress in terms of uh, operating out of the pocket, handling the blitz, that kind of thing. He still uh, needs to show some improvement in terms of speeding up the process, working through his reads faster. Uh, but he's throwing the ball accurately, has good timing and precision and anticipation uh, on his throws. He's been really, uh, or he was really uh, adept, you know, using his feet when he had to not doing it too much. They, he had 15 carries. So you probably want to cut that down a little bit. Um, but at any rate, he really had an excellent start to the season. Uh, Lawrence didn't have his best game against Syracuse, um, throwing the first pick six of his career, um, but he still showed plenty of reason why he's held in such high regard, the big arm, uh, the ability to throw the ball accurately deep downfield, just the pocket presence and and all the the complete skill set that every team uh, could look for in a franchise quarterback. So um, both of those guys, I think, as these games progress, are just only going to serve to confirm uh, the high expectations, the high grade, and the high projection. And Wilson Wilson's really played well for BYU. They haven't had the toughest schedule yet. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the consistency, uh, you know, reveals itself as we get further into the season and this limited season. Um, but uh, he's definitely thrown the ball well this year. I think Kyle Trask at Florida has thrown the ball really well this year. He's a big, thick pocket passer, uh, big arm accurate. Uh, the, the big knock on him is just that he's a statue in terms of team feel. Uh, he doesn't have the mobility that they'd like to see out of a quarterback. But uh, some teams, it won't bother them too much. So uh, I think all those guys are really off to, to helping themselves this season.
3: What about wide receiver? Jalen Waddle was one of the guys that everybody thought could climb all the way up to the top of the draft boards, but now, obviously, with the injury, he may slide a little bit. Nobody knows exactly what's going on with Waddle. What do you expect that injury to do in terms of his stock, and who are some of the other wide receivers that helped and hurt their stock over the weekend?
2: Well, you know, Waddle definitely uh, is kind of up in the air now with this season-ending, you know, high ankle sprain injury that's requiring surgery. Uh, So, obviously, it's pretty serious. Um, But given the timetable here that we're still only in October, uh, perhaps he can work out before, you know, get rehab through and work out before the draft and show that amazing speed, and he still ends up going – uh, you know, in the top 20. Uh, but if the injury has more lingering concerns and he can't work out and, uh, or there's setbacks in it, then I could maybe see him sliding and being uh, in that discussion of late in the first round. Maybe the Jets can uh, have a shot at him with their pick from Seattle. Uh, but definitely at this point, him going top 16 has taken a real hit or top 10 uh, but, you know, we'll just have to see. We've seen injured players uh, still rise through the pre draft process, and we've seen some guys fall really low. Uh, so it's really going to depend on the nature of the injury and how the rehab and pre draft workouts uh, play out. But as far as other receivers go, um, you know, Devontae Smith from Alabama uh, didn't have a huge game, uh, they didn't need him to against Tennessee. Uh, but he's really uh, just a superb football player. That guy is just a pure football player, just an excellent route running, uh, hands, yards after the catch, uh, does everything well, blocks, um, unselfish player, really good, just NFL ready to step on the field and contribute right away. The only knock on him is being, you know, more thin framed. Uh, not having size, uh, that team prototypical size for the NFL. So that's definitely something that's hurting him in terms of how high he could go. If he was 20 pounds heavier, uh, he'd probably be a top 10 pick. But because of his weight, he's going to end up going in the back half of the first round. So he'd be a really good candidate for the Jets. Um, Chris Alave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, had his season debut He made some nice plays, ran swell, uh, showed his quickness, got open, can generate separation. Um, But he also had a few balls get away from him from some hard hits downfield that he didn't hang on to when landing hard on the ground, including a touchdown, kind of got dinged up and had to see the trainers. Uh, And given that he's listed at 185, you have that similar kind of concern about durability and holding up in the NFL. Smith has really shown that over the course of a few years here at Alabama, whereas Olave last year was really his debut and an excellent one for Ohio State. But you'd like to see receivers that aren't the biggest of guys string together seasons of durability. So, you know, well, while maybe this guy isn't the biggest guy, He's not one to miss time. So that's going to be interesting thing to watch with Alave uh, here in the weeks to come. I thought Terrace Marshall played well yesterday. His, he's helping himself this season, the wide receiver from LSU. And uh, Rashad Bateman was solid against Michigan. They did a good job of defending him. Um, he has some deep, you know quality size to him, but he's not super explosive or twitchy. Um, and you could kind of see that against Michigan. So that's why I think the, the hype on him may have been a little over, uh, over enthusiastic. So well, it'll be interesting to see what he does in the weeks to come here. But I think, uh, Bateman might be more of that day two caliber receiver.
3: Charlie, the Jets drafted Mekhi Becton at number 11, and he's played very well so far in his rookie year, but they could still use some help along the offensive line. They also drafted LaMichael Pirine in the fourth round, but that doesn't mean that they're precluded from drafting a running back. Who are some of the offensive linemen and running backs that Jets fans should be paying attention to right now, and who helped and hurt their stock over the weekend?
2: Well, uh, Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State, had... Overall, a really nice game against Nebraska. He is just a pure bull in the ground game, just mauls guys up front, really uh, does a nice job of generating movement at the point of attack. So he's that power right guard type uh, to run behind in the NFL. He was part of giving up a sack against Nebraska, was a little late to react on a stunt. Um, So he's going to still need some development in terms of pass protection, but the skill set is there. He's big, he's strong. He's got good athleticism and quickness for a 6'4", 315 guard. Um, So he could definitely be in play for that late one, early two pick, uh, those two picks that the Jets have there. Jalen Mayfield, the right tackle from Michigan, had a really nice game and his season opener uh, against Minnesota, Minnesota uh, really was ineffective in terms of getting anything going against Mayfield, and Mayfield popped some huge lanes for some big runs for the Wolverines. Uh, Trey Smith, the guard from Tennessee, he really played well against Alabama this past week. He he opened up some holes at the point of attack, uh, was solid in pass protection. He definitely has starting potential a big guard could play right guard or left guard in the NFL has played some tackle, but uh, his natural position is guard. Uh, So I think tackle would only be a pinch or game day emergency kind of situation, but you could maybe get away with it if you had to, but really he's, he could be a really solid guard in the NFL. So he could be a guy that the Jets could, could target on day two. Uh, so those are three guys that I would recommend Jets fans check out here in the weeks to come for those picks that late one, early two, and down into their early third.
1: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com
3: welcome to the family
1: no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms
0: and conditions apply play like a jet play like a jet
3: Charlie, let's talk a little defense. Two positions that the Jets are going to need to upgrade majorly are edge rusher and cornerback. Talk to me a little bit about some of the guys that you've been keeping an eye on and who's been lifting their stock over the last couple of weeks. Last week you mentioned J.C. Horn of South Carolina, the son of Joe Horn, who was a really good receiver for the Saints for many years. Did Horn continue to boost his stock, and who else should we look at in terms of edge rusher and corner?
2: Well, I didn't see all of the South Carolina LSU games, so I don't know how he played in all of it. I did see part of it, and I know uh, LSU rubbed a pick uh, rub route on him and had a short touchdown pass, um, but it really wasn't a play that you can, uh, you know, gang horn too much on because it should have been a penalty uh, given the rules these days, but – horn definitely has starting potential for the nfl he's big he's long he's got speed he's instinctive uh really tough competitor you see uh the bloodlines coming through with the way joe horn was as a competitor with the saints so um really nice player and i think he's ascending and he's rising he the The Florida offense has been putting up ridiculous points this year and Horn was really the only defensive back I've seen that kind of held his own going against Kyle Pitts, their uh, playmaking tight end and Kadarius Tony, their speedster wide receiver, who's a big time playmaker. So uh, Horn really did the best job of defending those guys of any defensive back I've seen. He 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 played well in that one. Uh, and otherwise, that corner, I think Patrick Sertan, uh, you saw the good and the bad with him against Tennessee. He had a bunch of pass breakups downfield. He also gave up a touchdown. He's a big corner. He has some limitations in terms of just being a quick twitch guy, uh, he has enough speed to run downfield, but he's not lightning fast. So that's why he's more uh, of, you know, a cornerback that's a mid to late first round prospect uh, even into the second round, rather than being a top 10 Patrick Peterson, Jeff Okuda type corner. He doesn't have that kind of speed or twitch. So uh, that's why, Sertan would be down there but those are definitely good corners for Jets to keep an eye on here for those picks late one early two Uh, and then edge rush I thought we had a really nice debut from a couple Michigan defensive ends with Aiden Hutchinson really dominated Minnesota he was just a beast in the ground game Uh, six foot six 300 pounds strong at the point of attack excellent use of his hands and upper body strength and surprising uh, burst and ability to bend for a defensive end of that size. Um, so he's one to watch that's going to rise this year if he keeps playing like that. And his teammate, Quiddy uh across the other side, he really got after Tanner Morgan, the Minnesota quarterback, had multiple sacks, uh, sacks on back-to-back plays actually late in the fourth quarter to help shut that game down. Um, so Pay has really improved his pass-rushing moves. And versatility. They line him up on the inside, they line him up on the outside. Uh, he really moves well and has a lot of speed and a really nice NFL versatile body for a 4 3 defense, which the Jets run, where you could move him inside in the sub package, play him at end on. Um, base downs. He's about 6'4", 6'5", 275, uh, and faster and more athletic than you would expect for a, a defensive end that size. So uh, it's it's good to see because the in the early going here of this weird college football season, I wasn't seeing a lot of great edge rush talent uh, in the games from the Big 12 and the sec and acc there's a few good edge rushers but not not as many as you would kind of like to see for a draft class so now that we have the big 10 coming in and pac 12 hopefully we get a few more and that rounds it out into being a solid class
3: any other players we missed at other positions charlie
2: well you know i think this week um there was a few. Rashawn Weaver, the defensive end at Pitt, played well against Notre Dame. Even though Pitt got blown out, Weaver really held his own. Um, Notre Dame's left tackle, Liam Eichenberg, is a day two talent, but Weaver really gave him all he could handle. He, Eichenberg didn't give up any sacks, but Weaver had a ton of pressure, and uh, he should have given up some sacks, but Ian Book bailed out his left tackle with his feet on a few plays. Um, So that was a really nice showing from Weaver. And then otherwise, I think Marvin Jones, the defensive tackle from Florida State, that's really uh, not a big need on the Jets roster. I guess they could consider potentially a nose tackle to go next to Quinn and Williams. Um, But Wilson is really disappointed this year. I spoke with five different teams, and they had him all as a mid-rounder with a grade no higher than a third. A couple other teams thought he might go a little bit higher just based off of reputation and not his play. Um, But some teams aren't enamored with that reputation and say he has a, he's a locker room lawyer, which is not a good label to be uh, slapped with if you're a prospect. So uh, I would say he's a guy whose stock is sliding here. Uh, in 2020 it'll be interesting to see if he can close out the season well because he has to really turn it on now because with the way Florida State's losing you don't see a bowl game and who knows what the bowl game schedule is even going to look like this year so uh, it's crunch time for him if he wants to be an early round pick.
3: Beyond the players, Charlie, we know the Jets are going to be looking for a head coach when the season is over, so I was curious if you're hearing any buzz about any college coaches that could be in the mix. We've heard Matt Campbell's name, P.J. Fleck is somebody whose name has been thrown around, maybe Ryan Day. What are you hearing about that?
2: Well, I've heard some of the same names. I've also heard Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma for a few years now as being, uh, you know, if a team kind of went the... uh, Kingsbury route in a way or um or Matt Rule with the Panthers so I think his name would would definitely be in there I've also heard Dabo Sweeney regarding Houston and reuniting him with Deshaun Watson uh I'm not sure that that when push comes to shove that Sweeney would really leave uh what he's got going there at Clemson uh doesn't to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but at any rate, I have heard his name mentioned in there regarding the Texans. Uh, but, you know, I think that could just be because of the Deshaun Watson connection. So uh, those guys definitely, uh, you know, you will hear more buzz about them in the weeks to come, but uh, uh, I'm, I don't think there's a college coach that necessarily has, has everyone kind of on fire around the league as making a jump to the NFL.
3: Last order of business, Charlie. Full slate of games this weekend, which, by the way, you can bet on right now at my bookie. In addition to NFL and all kinds of other events, no shortage of games to watch, and thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, so you can turn your game viewing experience into a payday with MyBookie. Sign up at MyBookie, and when you do, use the promo code Overtime to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can bet on games, you can bet on futures, you can bet on all kinds of fringe sports, combat sports too, boxing, MMA, whatever you want. You get a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. Don't forget to use promo code Overtime to claim your bonus when you make your first deposit. And Charlie, if they're going to bet on these games, it would be good for them to know which games to keep an eye on and which players to keep an eye on. So this weekend, which games should people be watching and which players should they be paying extra special attention to?
2: Well, this game, I can give you a game in each time slot here. So at noon next Saturday, Georgia, Kentucky. Now this game doesn't have necessarily a lot of high first rounders. But there's a on the NFL team's preseason watch list, this game has a ton of guys that the advanced scouts put on there. Kentucky had seven, uh, Georgia had eight. So you have 15 players that the advanced scouts thought had draftables. Uh, So that game at noon on the SEC network, you're going to see some future NFL players going head to head on that group. The the top ones I'd really watch are Richard LeConte, the safety at Georgia, Tyson Campbell, Georgia cornerback, um, Aziz Ojolari, the edge rusher, outside linebacker at Georgia. Those guys have played really well this year. At 4 p.m., Texas and Oklahoma State. uh, Oklahoma State has some players that have helped themselves, and cornerback Darius Williams. Um, right tackle Tevin Jenkins has been kind of up and down. Depends who you ask in terms of the scout, whether they like him or not. Chuba Hubbard, uh, running back as a talented runner, but his blocking has looked awful at the beginning of the season. So that's something that really needs to change for the NFL. And Tylen Wallace, their receiver has played pretty well. Texas left tackle Sam Cosme could be a first round pick. So that'll be a good game to watch uh, from Big 12 action. And then you have Mississippi State and Alabama uh, on Saturday night. I'm sure Alabama will blow them out, but you do have some good draft matchups with uh, Mississippi State wide out of Cyrus Mitchell going against Sertan. That'll be a nice test for Sertan as Mitchell is kind of a shifty speed receiver. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Sertan handles that matchup. Uh, and then in the ground game, Errol Thompson, the Mississippi State linebacker, is a big, thick run stuffer. He'll take on a tough runner, Najee Harris. And then Dylan Moses, the Alabama linebacker, uh, could be a first-round pick, really good athlete, fast, plays well in coverage. He's going to be tested by that Mike Leach passing offense. So this will be a really good tape to see you know, his pass coverage skills for the NFL, which is critical for him to be a first-round pick. And then lastly, Ohio State and Penn State. Ohio State, once again, is just loaded in NFL talent. Uh, Penn State might not be as strong as they have been in recent years for this draft, uh, but they still have three defensive backs that were on the NFL – or two defensive backs, I'm sorry, that were on the NFL team's preseason watch list. So that's a better secondary than what Justin Fields and Ohio State sees in a typical week. So it'll be interesting to see how he and Alave uh, handle that Penn State defense.
3: One of the best at analyzing the draft process, Charlie Campbell of WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Great insight, and I'm looking forward to doing more of these Over the next couple of months because there's a long lead up to the draft and as we said the Jets have a lot of draft capital this is going to be a very important draft for them so we want to get as much information as possible and beyond these reports obviously you do this full time for WalterFootball.com talk a little bit about how people can find your work and what you're currently working on.
2: Yeah, I'm doing weekly uh, stock reports, doing a uh, big board uh, I update, my mock draft every week. It's two rounds right now, but by draft day it'll be all seven rounds. I have uh, position rankings for the prospects getting updated every week uh, previews for people to zero in on. And then I have uh you know, hot press articles going up on how teams are grading these players. So constant coverage going up there at Walter Football. You can follow me on Twitter at Campbell, uh and you can follow our YouTube channel of Walter Football as I put up videos and mocks there as well. So we got uh, all the draft coverage you could ever want and uh, help you with.
3: Make sure that you're following Charlie on Twitter And checking out his fantastic work Over at WalterFootball.com If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet If you could go ahead and do that for us We'd really appreciate it Easy way to help out the show If you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time Doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest The New York Jets podcast You know where to go That's Turn On the Jets Digital And TurnOnTheJets.com